Yeah, hello and welcome to yet another episode of the Limitless Podcast here on PDRLA uh, Media. My name is Dan Frost and I'm joined as always by uh, some of the best hosts in the business. We've got Bryce Crane, we've got Ant uh, Aegis. Now boys, we've got some exciting news. We we have a bit of a, uh, a new member who will be joining us next week. So <laughs> we'll throw out a little bit of a teaser there for everyone to tune into next week's episode. So um, we might release something um, yeah, during the week via the socials, but tune in next week as um, yeah, we bring a, bring a guest onto the show. But boys, uh, it's been another busy week in the uh, rugby league community, all things PDRL and the NRL. Um, let's start off with a simple one though, thinking about your own game. Obviously we all play in the PDRL competition and I'll throw it over to you first. What rugby league player do you model your game after? Uh, I don't really um, base my game around anyone in particular, um, but I'll probably say I'll try my own, probably say Ben Hunt and Harry Grant. Yeah, I like that. In what way? What What do you like about their game? And what, what's, yeah. I love their playmaking skills. Um, they provide from uh, the dummy half position and their uh, quality service uh, to their halves and the way they engage the markers and, and gives time to the halves. Yeah, I love that. I, I think you're right, especially in terms of, uh, in terms of Harry. I, I think one of the things that makes Grant really successful, you know, he's arguably one of the, you know, probably the best dummy half in the world is their ability to, I guess, not come in with a plan, you know, every sort of, every sort of play, he's just reading the ruck, reading the defense, reading his own offense. So his ability to kind of react and, and just take the right option every time, I think is really, really impressive. And Ant, um, you know, you won't give yourself a rap mate, but you, you do that oh. um, uh, a lot of the time as well. Um, myself thinking about some of the rugby league players that are around at the moment, I'd say a bit of a weird one, but I'd say like a Kurt man. I love utility players, right? Like I, I, I don't like to be put into a box. So, um, you know, I, I just love players who have the ability to kind of, you know, fit into different uh, positions. And Kurt man is, is probably not a name that, uh, you know, a lot of people uh, know, but you know, a very, very successful player, been in multiple clubs and um, yeah, I'm enjoying defending in the middle, doing a bit of uh doing a bit of work in the halves and just a quick little shout out to my man, Jackson Hastings as well. Uh, the halfback there at the Knights. I think there's a lot of things about his game that I, that I do try and follow um, in particular, his kicking game. Uh, Bryce, what about yourself? Yeah. Like Ian said, it's probably not one set player that uh, I model my game after I've definitely grown up in a, in an area of great fullback. So I definitely took a lot from, you know, each one growing up and watching, you know, Billy Slater, and your Greg Inglises, you know, James Desco, and now moved into like really enjoy watching, you know, Joey Manu and Latrell Mitchell. So, yeah, there are a few players that I've definitely probably t- t- taken a, few, a bit of stuff from. So, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And your lateral movement, I think, um, you know, a bit of Kalen Ponga there. I think, I think uh, Ponga probably models his game after after you, my friend. That uh, that step of yours, absolutely deadly. No, but look, it, it is good. You know, we're we're absolutely footy addicts. You, you watch a lot of it, and you're right. You know, it, it's not just one play. You're taking little bits from everyone, and then you know what's really interesting for rugby league players is 
watching games is never the same. You know, you, you kind of, you're not watching it as a fan anymore where you're just tuning out. You're kind of watching the game and seeing how, you know, teams are, you know, coming up with players on offense and in defense. So uh, yeah, it's, it's definitely a different perspective once you're playing the game, but uh, yeah, still something we, uh, we very much love. All right. Well, speaking of the NRL, let's dive in and check in on our NRL teams. Probably a good opportunity to, uh, I guess, check in on the ladder because, I don't know about you guys, but it's a, obviously it's a different uh, part of the year with Origin. I'd love to see sort of a month off the NRL, you know, and just some sort of representative schedule. But anyway, here we are. Um, all right, guys. So in first position, unbelievable, the Penrith Panthers. Penrith Panthers sitting sitting on top. Uh, Broncos in second, Rabbitohs third, Sharks fourth, uh, Storm fifth, Raiders sixth, Warriors seventh. And the Dolphins rounding out the top eight. Um, just on the outside, looking into the top eight, you've got the Roosters, Manly, uh, Knights, and Eels. Um, any surprises there? Anything that kind of stands out for you, Ant, with with the ladder? Um, It'll be hard. The Warriors, um, they keep performing well, and they're, they're scraping into the eight, and they've got a tough matchup against the Raiders. Yeah, we'll, we'll talk a little bit more about them tonight as well. But yeah, rookie coach sitting comfortably in seventh and. To be honest, they could probably be a little bit higher. Bryce, what about yourself? It's not exactly the the NRL ladder we yeah. kind of had predicted in the preseason. Yeah, what's your thoughts? Yeah, I could I could sit here and say you know, the Shadow Roosters aren't in the eight, but <clears throat> one that surprised me this year is the Cowboys. Yeah, know, the the season last year, I really thought they were started this this year off well, but uh, yeah, definitely had a few struggling weeks. Sitting in fourteenth position, it's unbelievable. And you know, what one of the things that you know is just a little bit perplexing this year is you know it's not a squad issue. You know, you, you saw some of those players that weren't in great form. Um, you know, get the opportunity to sort of play a little bit of state of origin. Uh, Murray Tuolangi, I mean, his performance in Origin was unbelievable. So they've got the players there, they've got the talent there. They had a good victory over the Melbourne Storm. Um, hopefully, they can climb the ladder a little bit. Uh, look for myself. I'd say the Panthers sitting in first. I, I know that's a little bit dull because, you know, they, they've been this dynasty. They've won all these premierships. But those that have been watching them closely this year, it hasn't really been their year. They've had a few little key injuries uh, and they've never really sort of hit hit their hit their straps. So for them to be where they are, um, I, I don't know. I just think that's pretty remarkable and definitely um, shows how great of a club they are. Um, they're going to go through a very interesting, difficult period now without Nathan Cleary. Uh, we'll save some of our origin chat for future episodes, but yeah, losing Nathan Cleary is going to be a real big challenge, but Hey, this is an opportunity for Jerome Luai to really take control of that football team. And um, yeah, who knows? Um, it's just going to be a really critical period for the Panthers. All right, boys, let's check in with our, with our team. So looking at the last round and throwing over to you to start Titans, Rabbitohs, How'd you feel about this one, my friend? It was a very similar script to most Titans games, but was it ever in doubt? What's your thoughts on the Bunnies last round? Yeah, it was uh, very uh, rough in the first half on, on defence. Uh, it was very, very sketchy watching that game. Uh, but once our defence started to tighten up um, in the second half, our attack uh, exploded into gear, uh, which ended up putting a score in the Titans. Uh, probably biggest takeaway from the game is probably the injuries to Arrow and Murray, who um, backed up from Origin. Tough to see. Uh, it's probably going to be a, a rough couple um month or so yeah, for the bunnies. That was, that was brutal. That was brutal. Bryce, what's your thoughts on these plays backing up from origin? I mean, it's easy to say now, clearing a lot of these boys have gone down, but 
I don't know, mate. Like, surely you just rest. Anyway, what, what, what's your thoughts on resting players during Origin? Yeah, <clears throat> yeah, it's a tough time, but I guess it's up to the clubs if if, if they really want to play their players and and, and risk it because it is a a pretty uh, brittle turnaround. But they've been doing it for years, so yeah, I think it's just up to the clubs to to make that decision. Especially those boys in the middle, you know, they just go out play eighty and then turn it around in a few days. Uh, it really is incredible. And I mean, the Titans are you know good on your aunt for getting the win. Uh, that was a remarkable second half from the Bunnies. Cody Walker, I mean. Again, trying to avoid the origin chat too much, but look, you know, he's, he's knocking on the door. He's in, he's in rare form at the moment. He's getting better. He's getting better in his, in his older age, later in his career. It's incredible. But the Titans, this second half business, this lack of defense, it, it's, it's, it's bizarre. You know, it, it, it really is bizarre. And they've invested a lot into their defense as well to try and turn things around. And during the start of the season, you really felt like the Titans were kind of, you know, moving in the right direction, but um yeah, it was uh, it was a difficult day for the for the Gold Coast. Uh, Bryce, you know, moving it over to you. Obviously, it's been an indifferent uh, season for the Roosters, but mate, two points is two points. Yeah, exactly. Had to get the win, and and we did. Yeah, I feel like there was a few times in that game where we definitely had the opportunity to take control and and dominate, but we just kept letting them back in with a few few easy tries, which we definitely need to clean up. But again, Kiri. I stood with the field goal and yeah, we had to get that, that win. Yeah. Look, I'm ultra conservative when it comes to, you know, resting players, you know, it's easy for me, you know, to, to sit here and say that you would, but the Roosters, they desperately needed that win. Tedesco was a big part of it. What's your thoughts on the criticism of Teddy? I mean, man, New South Wales, we eat our own. I mean, this guy's <laughs> a, a, a blues legend, 20 odd games has a, you know, he didn't have a bad game, probably over, you know, overdid it. We, we've all done that. I've been guilty of that myself this season uh, playing in our competition. But um, yeah, what's your thoughts on the criticism on Teddy? It was good to see him sort of yeah, go out there and get the dub against the, against the dogs. Yeah, definitely. But, you know, seeing him, yeah, I'll be the first one to say he probably didn't play the best. I think, I think, you know, his stats show that he played well, but he, he just made a few crucial mistakes, which, which wasn't good, but, Again, yeah, I don't think yeah, you know, seeing people that's calling for him to get dropped. Like I think that's a bit that's a bit extreme, you know. Especially, you know, the similar people that are putting on there saying, you know, we don't pick and stick like Queenslanders do. So and then as soon as we have a bad game, they want to drop him. So, you know, I think he he definitely will stay there. But yeah, he hasn't had a, a, a his best season. But yeah, he can't he can't drop him. And look, in ninety nine percent of times, you know, when a, when a, when a player of his caliber has a, you know, a, a poor game in terms of his standards, he knows that. You know what I mean? This isn't news to him. So I don't know. I, I just feel like there's nothing for him to lose heading into that game too. So uh, he, Teddy's going to be in a mood. I, I think Queensland they'll be they'll be hoping New South Wales drop him because um yeah Teddy Teddy's a Teddy's a pretty special player um and I think we take him for granted. Um, that's for sure. All right. Uh, look, turning it over to the Newcastle Knights, a little bit of a sleepy week with the bye. Uh, we managed to get the two points, which, which was a good thing. Um, you know, the club's really um, at a bit of a crossroads at the moment with the way we've built our roster. Um, obviously, we went all in on the Kalen Ponga halves uh, decision. Uh, it just feels like deja vu, boys, because I, I've been here and I've done this. You know, when Nathan Brown was coaching Kalen Ponga, he did the same thing. You know, 
you know, Kalen Ponga is our best player. Let's get him more involved. Let's get him more touches. And it didn't work out. And it just kind of throws off the whole balance. I just, one of the things the Knights have not been able to get right for a long time is to settle on a spine and give them a full preseason to be able to play in those positions. The Knights always find themselves in this position. It's just so frustrating. And when you watch games and they look a little bit clunky, it's because they haven't built these combinations. You know, I, I envy clubs like the Parramatta Reels, you know, where Mitchell Moses, Dylan Brown, Clint Gutherson, you know, they've just played the, the Panthers boys. I, I just hope the Knights can kind of settle it. So to say all of that, um, yeah, Lockie Miller, not in the team, Kalen Ponga back to fullback, which, you know, I hate to say I told you so, but <laughs> I told you so. Uh, and yeah, Jackson Hastings doing, doing his thing at seven. Boys, I don't know whether you catch too much of the uh, the mighty uh, red and blue boys from from the Hunter, but Tyson Gamble, I don't know if you've been following this, but, you know, obviously he's a bit of a fringy, you know, a bit of a Josh Reynolds throwback, um, but, mate, he, he wins some football games. Um, and what's your thoughts on Tyson Gamble? Mate, he's he's been big for our, for our team. Yeah, I don't catch uh, too many of the Knights games, uh, but, yeah, he's an NG player. Um, he can... Fourth room as well. Um, he can go too aggressive, uh, but he's an energy player and he loves to play off that. Yeah, he's just he's just an animal. I, I love it. And, uh, you know, it's just we, we, we win games with him at six. So, um, and look, you know, this is no shade of Lockie Miller. I, I think he's amazing. And, you know, if anyone just tries to casually change sports at the age of 28 in their late 20s, that is not easy. So what he's doing is truly remarkable. Um, and I, and I also, I wish the NRL had a trade, like a proper trade system, like some of the American sports. Do you know what I mean? Like when you, when your squad gets a little bit imbalanced, you can kind of get maximum value. Like I look at the Titans, for example, who have AJ Brimson and Jaden Campbell, you know, they're going to try and make AJ work at five, eight, but at the end of the day, um, it would, would would have been great to have sort of cashed in one of those plays. The Knights are in the same position now with Lockie Miller. He is going to be one very, very expensive win, win, winger next season or, you know, even worse, um, a very, very expensive player to be playing in the Reggie. So there we go. There's a little bit of a check-in on our three teams. Chooks, Rabbitohs, Knights, not exactly sitting at the top of the table at the moment, but uh, we, we'll still uh, hang in there. All right, boys, well, let's move through now. And again, you know, the whole rugby league community. All we want to do is talk origin, but uh, we do have round 15 um, hitting us this week with, with a few uh, awesome games. Um, and this week's going to be a pretty special one because we head down to Canberra, uh, Crocus 300, the Canberra Raiders taking on the New Zealand Warriors. Obviously a lot of drama about Ricky resting last week to have it at home, but talk to me a little bit about Croker and the Canberra Raiders franchise, because I don't know, Ricky Stewart, the Horn, the Viking clap, Croker. I, I don't know. There, there's just something a little bit special about this club. Yeah, it'll be a great game to watch. Uh, Croker's 300 down in Canberra. What a comeback story that is. I thought he was never going to be able to play uh, 300 games after that injury. Um, but yeah, um, Ricky Stewart's built a really good culture down there. Um, and he's turned the lights of Hutton Young into an uh, Odin star player. He's got Jack Wyden. Yeah, it's, 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 it's absolutely incredible. Bryce, let's, I mean, let's, you know, but, um, I mean, I, I'm, I'm in shock that Croker got here. Okay. Now I know that's crazy because he was an incredible player throughout his career, especially when he was younger, but to Ant's point, the injuries were absolutely brutal. Talk to me a little bit about it. I mean, these NRL players, they're nuts, my friend. I, I mean, how, how did he keep going? I mean, 
it's 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 absolutely madness that he just he just kept believing himself. Um, you know, th- those injuries were unbelievable. I can't believe it didn't put him in a retirement. He keep fighting through. So yeah, if there's one player in the competition that deserves it, it's it's Croaks. Yeah, definitely. I think we'll talk about this on a few podcasts ago about uh, his resilience to to get back out there and and play at the level he's playing at now, which is you know it's good to see for any young fella uh, out there that's you know struggling with injuries or struggling with with confidence. It's good to see someone that's um, home to the Raiders get out there and and perform. You know, the other thing that's good is like not being salty if you're not in the 17, you know, like name me an NRL team that's gone through an entire season with 17 players. You know, it's, it's really interesting. You know, there's a few quality players, you know, in in particular with some of the better teams that have got a fair bit of depth. And there's always this stress about, you know, if a player gets dropped to reserve grade or they don't make the 17, it's like, where are they off to? You know, Croaks, he was pretty far down the depth chart there. So, you know, not only did he have to sort of come back from all of those injuries, he also had to be patient, play a little bit of a bit of reserve grade and kind of leave his ego at the door. So yeah, no, it's absolutely incredible. It's going to be a pretty special one. Um, let's talk about the actual footy though, because yeah, Canberra sitting in six warriors um, sitting there at seventh, the betting markets Canberra responsibly. They're probably favoring Canberra because of the event, the milestone, but and can we give a little bit of love to the Waz, mate? They're, they're, they're having a good season. Uh, yeah, they are having a good season uh, with the rookie coach, uh, Andrew Webster. Um, he's turned their defense um, into a great defense. And uh, Sean Johnson's uh, back in the um, prime SJ. Bryce, I don't get rugby league this year. I'm just going to say it, right? Like we spoke about the ladder. It doesn't make sense. I mean, it's just the world's gone mad. Sean Johnson turning back the clock. I mean, okay, ben, Benji Marshall did it. Um, you know, and a few few players have have done it. But effectively... You know, these flashy halves that have got pace, they've got the step, they've got everything within their game. They get to a certain point in their career and obviously, you know, they start to get older, they start to get slower and, you know, it, it becomes a little bit of a battle. I feel like Benji Marshall was able to kind of reinvent himself towards the back end of his career, but he, he kind of struggled. This looks and feels a little bit different. What's your thoughts on Sean Johnson? Like this, this has been an yeah. unbelievable <clears throat> season. Yeah, so good to see him back at, at the Warriors and to to get into the former years and now it's it's good to see. You know, he's not you know, he's definitely back then he he had the running game and the and the steps and the flashy plays, but you can tell now he's really rounded out his game with you know, his kicking and uh, his decision making and, and his and his defenses has improved too. So he's overall just a better player than than he was. Yeah, that's right. Like he was Kalen Ponga before Ponga, you know, people don't remember young Sean Johnson. He come from that touch background. He was absolutely unstoppable. You know, basically when the Warriors were under pressure, he'd, he'd, you know, he'd just come up with a try or try assist. Whereas you're right, like now he's clinical, you know, he's got sort of Cooper Cronk vibes. He's completely matured, changed his game, gone through all of the injuries, multiple clubs. I don't know. There's, it's just, it's just incredible uh, in terms of what he's been able to produce. And do you know much about Luke Metcalf? Um, obviously a young guy who coming through the Sydney systems, very, very talented. They had big raps on him, um, especially there in Cronulla, you know, he's come over to warriors again, had some, had some, um, you know, minor setbacks there with injuries, but with Tamari Martin down, he comes in. I don't know. I, I've seen him flash in a few sevens tournaments and the thing and things like that. Nines tournament. Sorry. He looks like another talented player there for the Warriors there at six. I haven't seen too much of Medcalf, but I do remember him playing for the Sharks for one game. 
And he's got a lot of speed to burn. He's a very quick fellow, that fellow. Well, that's probably why Sean Johnson can just, yeah. you know, he doesn't have to do do it all. He can just say to Luke, you know, it's, it's uh, you know, you can do all, all that flashy stuff. I'm just here to run the team around. Uh, Bryce, you know, obviously we can get cute and we can give a lot of lo- a love to the halves, but mate, Adam Fennell or Blake there in the forwards for the Warriors, you know, it, it, it is a little bit underrated, isn't it? And there's levels to this in terms of your forwards in an NRL system. Man, AFB, he, he is an absolute monster. Yeah, Warriors have a pretty, you know, a pretty good forward pack. Um, AFB is definitely in some form too. And you can see that they're all just playing with with confidence. Uh, they've got their rookie coach, like Ian said, uh, Andrew Webster. I remember he used to be at Tigers, uh, their defensive coach. And um, growing up, we went to a Cubs program and he was very strong in defense. That's that, that that's his, uh, his role. And yeah, he, you can tell. That's what he bring to the Warriors. He bring that that focus on 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 their day, and it's definitely shown. You know, you'd love you know unfiltered uh, camera access to some of these dynasties at the Penrith Panthers. You know, because you you're always trying to work out like who who gets all the credit in terms of what they've created there. You know, a little bit to Ivan Cleary, a little bit to Nathan Cleary. You know, Phil Gould was there for a period of time before he moved to the Bulldogs. You know, Cam Seraldo, he was the most famous assistant coach uh, in the world. But you're right, like. Andrew Webster, he's got to take a little bit of credit because the Panthers have slipped a little bit and clearly he's been able to bring over a system um, and he's been able to get the Warriors moving very, very quickly. So, yeah, oh, look, I, I think he's I think he's pretty odds on for, uh, you know, coach of the year. I, I think it's been that, that special. Uh, and, you know, the other thing I love about it is I think the competition's better when the Warriors are strong. You know, I, I, I just feel like it's a, it's a little bit different. Um uh, and just another play that I wanted to throw out just for some Dragons fans that, you know, it's been a difficult season for them. But Jackson Ford, I mean, I, I can say this, right, because I'm a Knights fan. I've seen so many of our juniors move on to other clubs and just be outstanding. Number 11 for the Warriors, Jackson Ford. If you don't watch a lot of their games because they're over in NZ, man, he's a special player. And, and yeah, the Dragons must be kicking themselves that they let him go. Yeah, no, I've actually had had Jackson Ford in my fantasy team for a few weeks. Um, there we go. Him out <laughs> after his injury. Um, but yeah, the Dragons were playing him as like an impact player. Uh, but I heard, I think it was Andrew Webster said he's more of an 80-minute player. You've got to get him in the game, keep him in the game. And he just starts with the hard work, tackles, run meters, tough carries. Yep, there we go. Coaching, definitely underrated. Because, you know, you, you look at these players and, and you just take it on face value that what they're producing is who they're going to be and what they're going to be about. But, you know, you get the right coach in there and you coach them up and it's, um yeah, it's pretty incredible performance that, that he's producing. Reminds me a little bit of Dave Clemmer. Anyone catching what he's doing over at the Tigers? Um, I'd love to have seen that for a few more years at the Knights. But anyway, there we go. All right. Well, look, there's a little bit of love for the Warriors. They're not going to get too much outside of their fans because it's all green machine. This is all about Croker. This is all about uh, Sticky Stewart uh, and the green machine trying to get it, trying to get a win. Um, Bryce, man, it just feels like there's so emotion around. There's so much emotion around this franchise at the moment. Jackie White and obviously heading off to the Rabbitohs. I don't, I don't know. I, I really feel like the Raiders have struggled to kind of recruit some really solid halves. It, it's, it's a really big concern having Jack leave. So it kind of puts a little bit of added pressure on them to, I don't know, do something a little bit special this year. Yeah, hundred percent. Knowing that, I guess their best player is is leaving is is tough, and you know their window for for the for the premiership is is closing unless they can 
sign a, a good half of, of of Whiten's quality next year, which they've, they've tend to struggle with signing big-name players down in Canberra. Yeah, it kind of feels like they're a little bit of a Titans feeder club from a Haas perspective because they got Fogarty. And if you look at the – if you study the Titans um, squad, they sign every Australian schoolboy. <laughs> they've got like three or four of them. Uh, to- Toby Sexton and a few others, they're not getting many reps. So just keep an eye on that. I reckon the Raiders, they'll be sniffing around back at the Gold Coast because, God, they've got their value out of Jamal. Um, you know, he's a bit of a no-fuss type, type no-thrills type player. But, um, yeah, the Canberra Raiders, they'll be looking for half next year. Um, and and obviously you touched on it earlier, but when you think about the Canberra Raiders, with all due respect to White and Croker and a few others, you just think about that forward pack. I mean... It just, it doesn't really matter what year we're in when it comes to the Canberra Raiders, their forward pack are just absolute monsters. Um, you threw out a few names earlier, but is there one or two forwards that you wanted to call out in terms of, you know, their efforts this year? I'd say uh, Papali. Um, he retired from origin and then that game against South, he terrorized us. Um, he turned back the clock. I don't know why he retired from origin, but lucky I'm a New South Wales fan, which is good to see. But yeah, it I'll just, say Papali. It just feels like they're, they're playing fantasy football, right? Papali, uh, Tapani, Hudson Young. I, I, I mention him every podcast and i got to stop. But anyway, he, he's from my area. Hertz is not in the red and blue. Uh, Elliot Whitehead, Corey Horsburgh. I mean, it's just ridiculous. Tommy Starling. Yeah. Uh, Pasami Salo, another Newcastle boy. Uh, yeah, no, it, it is a really, really special group. That's for sure. And, you know, I think one of the things that's a little bit underplayed is Papali and Whiten obviously stepping down for Origin. That, that's not easy. I mean, these are the best of the best. These are the most competitive people, players, sports people in the, in, in, in our country. You know, they, they fight over ping pong. I mean, this is, this is not easy. So they, that, that would have been very, very difficult decisions, but clearly they've done that to try and push the Canberra Raiders a little bit forward this year. And who knows in this weird, wacky season we're having, it doesn't really matter where you finish on the ladder. If you can get into the eight, roll into the finals, who knows? So it's uh, yeah, it's going to be very interesting to see. All right, boys, quick predictions on this one. Um, I think I can predict where you're going to go with it. But, uh, yeah, Raiders-Waz, who gets the two points? Bryce, going to start with you. Uh, I'll probably go with Canberra. Yeah, that's a safe bet. Ant, what about yourself? I'll go Raiders to beat uh, the Waz in a two-point win uh, for Jared's 300. Yeah, look, I just – I don't know. It's just not good uh, voodoo if I go against Canberra here. <laughs> so I'm going to go the Raiders. But – I think it's going to be dramatic. You know, it, it always is with the Warriors, you know, whether they take a massive lead and Canberra run them down or or vice versa and, and Canberra just hold on. I, I think there's going to be a lot of uh, drama within this one. So stay tuned. Definitely going to be uh, the blockbuster game of the week. All right, boys. Well, let's flip it over to our competition now, PDRL. Um, you know, there's a few, um, not sick and sorry, but a few tired bodies um, as we continue to work our way through the season. Uh, we just finished round three. Boys, talk to me a little bit about your game. Got the dub on the weekend. Ants um, come up against the Tigers. How'd you, how'd you guys go in that one? Yeah, it was another good win uh, for the Jets, uh, 32 to 10 against the Tigers. Uh, the Jets keep on flying, my new saying. Uh, very tough uh, against the Tigers. Uh, they were battling with us in the first half. Uh, I was neck and neck going at the halftime. Um, but like like last podcast, uh, team chemistry keeps building. Um, and our attack started to throw the ball around. And we ended up scoring like seven tries, which is very good. and very proud of the boys. Uh, things we need to prove on, probably the line speed. Um, they made a lot of meters, the Tigers, but I'm happy with that defense. We only kept them to 10, even though they made that much meters against us. 
Yeah, I love that. Just keep flying. I don't know. I think that's going to be a t-shirt. We'll have to speak to some people at uh, at the association. No, look, it, it was it was a strange game from a PDRL perspective because you often don't see a lot of tries in our in our sport. It's it's the way it kind of goes. And you know, given the comp- given the game was so close at halftime, you know that that domination in that second half um, really really interesting. Bryce, how did you find it? I mean, you know, a few of the boys are starting to get their feet now. Um, you know, starting to sort of work on their fitness. Um, would have been an interesting one to play in. You know, it was good. Um, a few of the boys uh, are getting good running, run a few holes out there, and and creating opportunities, which is which is good to see. Um, the ball, I felt like the ball got around out there, and um, overall, we're just improving every every week, and um, yeah, ants ants getting better every every week too. So shout out to him. Yeah, teaching him a few things. No, he definitely playing some good footy at the moment. And hey, listen, look, I, I know the the end scoreline didn't show, but the Tigers are not far away. They're going to get a win. Hopefully, not against my team, the Chooks, but uh, they're close. You know, the, 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 yeah, some things are just not quite going their way. But so much talent in that team, and I think they're uh, they'll be due a win very very soon. Again, hopefully not against my team. Uh, our game, yeah. Uh, look, arch rivals, uh, South Sydney, my old club, coming up against the Chooks. It was a great game. Yeah, a lot of feeling in this one. Um, shout out to our man, Billy Bustle. Um, it, you know, we had our um, uh, minute silence for both games. Uh, his mum passed away uh, recently. So, yeah, it was a bit of a somber day, um, but played in the right spirit. So, yeah, the South Sydney boys went out there and gave it their all. A um, little bit tacky, a little bit of rain around. So it was an interesting game. But, um, yeah, the, the, the boys the boys played really well. Uh, a lot more composure this week from the Chooks as we continue to find out our style of footy. Um and again, Rabbitohs, very, very impressive, very fast paced. They, they kept us moving. So um, we got the job done there. We got the two points. But um, again, we continue to roll through the season now. Um, you know, we got some we got some big games ahead. Uh, I think there's an All-Stars game coming up as well. So really excited about that. And hey, membership continues to grow. We're having players reach out to us all the time now. Uh, we're processing a lot of uh, applications for, for new players to join. So you know, again, we say it every week. If you're curious about this sport, get down, check it out, get involved. It's, um, you know, you won't regret it. It's some of the best fun you'll ever have. All right, boys. Well, look, thank you very much for joining uh, for yet another podcast. We tease that we're going to have a little bit of a special guest. Um, someone jump on uh, the podcast next week. So to our listeners, uh, be sure to come back, uh, join us next week. Um, and as always, continue to download, subscribe. And until next week, we'll catch you then.